Hey guys, welcome to Just Saying Podcast with me, Danny. Uh, welcome to all of my first time listeners and my returnings. Thank you guys for returning for another week. I, I know last week was a little rough, but this week we're going to try to get it back on track, right? Anyway, let's get all the business out of the way. You know we got to do it. So if you are a new listener or if you are a returning listener who has not done so yet, can you please subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening i would greatly appreciate it also if you are a itunes or an apple product user you can rate and review the podcast i love to read the reviews i love it when you guys give me a high rating even if you don't like what's going on give me a low one tell me why write a review let me know what you'd like to see maybe that could happen you know because i'm here for the people (laughs) um don't also don't forget I'm on Instagram just saying podcast and I am also on Twitter at just IJS podcast. I am also on Facebook at just saying podcast where I'm posting questions and you know you guys can get in on the questions and we can have a dialogue about what we've been talking about thus far and any other topics that may be coming up for the week. So Look at us. We didn't get the business out the way and it ain't even been a full two minutes yet. I am getting better and better. Ow. Okay, so remember last week I told you we was going to start in on the new segment. What did Danny do this weekend? And um, so since it's only to the next week, I'm pretty I'm sure that I can follow up and be consistent for two weeks in a row. Right. So let's talk about what I did this weekend, which is absolutely nothing. That's not true. That's not true. I was a um, teen Uber driver or as we all know, if you are parents to teens and sometimes young adults, um, I was just driving my kids around this weekend uh, to do what they want to do. Uh, so, you know, I had to take my son to get a haircut because he got to be on the fly and um, take one of my daughters driving. Child, let me tell y'all something. I do not have the nerves for it. Now, I'm a very patient person, but I just don't have the nerves for the driving lessons. So she going to have to take some lessons with the driving school because I cannot We may not have to pay for the driving school because luckily her father took her out driving this weekend. So um, that, you know, eased my nerves a lot and they didn't need to use my car. Shout out to that. (laughs) Plus, my youngest child, the baby, um, turned 17 this weekend. So I had to finance her (laughs) fun. Uh, so I didn't have to do much of anything because now that she's 17, she like thinks she grown a little bit. And so she just got out there on her own. Her, her friends got together and they did some things, which freed me up to do a little, uh, window shopping. I guess you would say I'm looking for, um, some bedroom furniture. And so, you know, I was just looking around for that. And then let me tell you, I got to sit in my room and watch 
TV, which I don't get to do a lot. I think I may have mentioned a time or two before that I only watch TV on the weekends and try to catch up on things. And I also, you know, look at some stuff. So this weekend I finished watching the um, final episodes of green leaf because like I said before my friends told me that I need to jump up on this green leaf and so they're on green leaf is on season three I finished the <laughs> season two this weekend and then I went to look at you know how much of season three did I need to catch up on and I think they on like episode like 11 I like child I don't got time I don't got that much time in my weekend so I did watch the first two episodes of season three uh, on Sunday, but I, that's as far as I could get. I also attempted to why oh, I went to church, of course. Um, we had a service for there was a service to honor the uh first responders because I live in Pittsburgh, which is where the massacre at the Jewish synagogue went down about two weeks ago, and so um my pastor being friends with the police chief or somebody on the force this um always every year has a service unfortunately it usually happens after some tragedy in our city and this year it happened to be the uh Jewish synagogue some of the officers there were officers who were shot as well and they uh weren't able to attend, but there were plaques and gifts given to the first responders, including the dispatchers, because, you know, they're the ones who get that first, they actually get the call and hear the distress and all those things. And they work very diligently to get a lot of information and try to keep people safe to be able to get the information that they need to be able to catch um, the assailants in these crimes so they were honored as well as well as there were two mothers of gunshot victims um from the city who were also honored and um this at our service so it was not a what you would call a traditional church service but uh it was a beautiful one if anybody is connected to me on my personal youtube page uh, not YouTube, but Facebook page. I did post some videos of the, of the choir singing some songs. They they were singing this this week. So not that they don't do it each week, but they were. It was non traditional church music, so you know it was a different vibe going on in the church on Sunday. Uh, again, every Sunday I cook dinner. So this week I made a. Um, sweet and sour tenderloin and um oh some macaroni and cheese I couldn't remember what I made because I really wasn't hungry so I don't think that I really ate dinner yesterday but I did cook because I do that every Sunday so I'm that kind of mama <laughs> and then again I uh just hung out lounged out talked on the phone with some people um and I had to have some conversation with myself this weekend because I have been having a bit of a disagreement with a friend of mine and I wanted to have, you know, sometimes you just got to take 
inventory of your own self and your own life. And so I had to do that yesterday as well and um, come to some terms with some things and admit some things to myself and um, muster up the courage to speak about my wants and needs as well that I was suppressing some issues. So that, you know, I did all of that. Talked to myself, looked at myself in the mirror and was like, girl, you need to get it to get the, okay. So, um, I did all of that this weekend. I also planned on dyeing my hair. Uh, if you see any of the pictures online, you know that I have blonde locks, but there it's not dye blonde. My hair is just bleached. And um, I was going to lay a color over top of it, but that did not happen because it was going to take a lot more work and effort than I was planning on giving myself (laughs) this weekend. So maybe those pictures of colors will show up sometime next weekend, but I don't know because I plan on doing, I am scheduled to do a lot of work this weekend. And so, uh, I mean this week. So because I, um, have a lot of work to do this week, it's a very busy week for me. I, um, probably will be sleeping most of next weekend. So shout out to everybody looking forward to what may happen next weekend. Cause I have no clue. It'll all depend on how I feel after my busy week at work. Uh, I guess that's it for me this weekend. It wasn't that eventful. Like I said before, I don't ever really feel like I'm doing a lot of anything. I just think I'm doing a lot of stuff. So, you know, for those of you who can relate, let me know. Hit it. Hit a little hashtag um, moms never rest. <laughs> and um, post a picture of you not resting something you have to do as a mom and then we could all celebrate together <laughs> so the next segment we want to um, hit on is of course the red table talk because like we all know I wait up till noon to be able to get in on this conversation that goes on with them and this week the red table talk if you guys aren't familiar red table talk comes on every monday at noon on facebook you have to be connected to facebook to be able to see these videos in in its entirety um when they first come out and uh so if you're on facebook on your phone or on your Um, laptop or your computer there's like a little tv icon somewhere around the rest of your icons that you can click and if you do not see it you have to search red table talk and it will come up and then you get to see the um the uh videos every week And, and if you're not familiar and you're new to that as well there's a bunch of the past ones from last season up as well so you can catch up on all of those so this week we were joined again by uh gammy and willow gammy being jada's mom willow being jada's daughter and they the topic for this week was race and i was like i don't know how we gonna fit 30 minutes in you know race into 30 minutes so They touched on some things, but they didn't go in depth on much of anything. And I think that was a good thing and a bad thing. It was a good thing because there's so much to talk about as far as race is concerned that, 
you know, and then giving people so much of the, of your own opinion can sometimes fuel some things that we don't need to be fueled, but it was bad in a way of, because there wasn't a lot of time to talk about anything, they never really got a chance to go in depth on any one particular area and, um, so now a lot of people have to have a lot of conversation with not a lot of background based off of just this show. Not that I don't think anybody knows anything about race or all of that stuff today, but this show didn't get a chance to cover enough things. So I'm just going to give you what they talked about. And then we're going to talk about something specific. I hope because, you know, we always trying to figure it out over here. So Gammy was talking about how, you know, she remembers not being able to go to places when because of, you know, race. And um, so she was talking about how they weren't able to go to the stores downtown when she was younger um, because of their race and, you know, to like try on the pretty hats and things, which is something she wanted to do. And then she said that she does remember when when there was a change and they were able to and. Gammy was working in corporate America and she remembers one of the the white men at her job saying, oh, well, I guess now you guys can go try things on and also steal them. And so there was like, even though there are a lot of people who believe that once some bills were signed and the marching was over, that all racism just ended, that's not the truth. And Gammy still holds a lot of ill feelings towards um, white people because of some of the experiences that she had. Then Jada gave an, a, a negative experience that she had where she said that she was in Virginia Beach years ago and there were riots going on and she remembers a police officer telling her to get her N-word, B-word, A-word off these streets, okay? Um, so And so for her, that was very traumatic and that was for her, her introduction into white males as well, and it was very aggressive for her. So then Willow was talking about how what it sounds like is that her mom and her grandma have PTSD over racism. And I think that that is very, very true for a lot of people um, where... We have these very traumatic events that happen that include white people that we don't see before this traumatic in any positive ways before we have this traumatic experience. And so then we carry that thing on. And even though we don't believe that we are being prejudiced towards a certain group, we really are because we haven't been able to release uh some of the feelings. And for me, I think that one of the hardest reasons why we can't, a lot of people can't release the feelings that they have is because we are continually, um, we re assaulted. Um, I like to use the word aggressed. <laughs> it's my own word. Don't start telling me people don't get aggressed. Um, I like to say that people, so, you know, hashtag aggressed people, um, are continuously aggressed by, you know, over and over. And so you, you never get a chance to put your issue down because as soon as you want to start to let something down, something else happens again. And then you pick it up and hold it and carry it with the rest of it, with the new thing. And then, you know, that 
spirals into a whole, you know, um, race issue. Uh, so then Jada touched on the fact that they had white people in their family. And um, so there is one, I'm going to say cousin because I don't remember who she said it was, but there's one family member who was a male who married a white woman. And then there is another family member who is a woman who married a white man. Apparently, um, the white woman was not accepted as quickly as the white male was. Gammy said that her mom said to her when she was younger that you have to learn how to get along with white people, but that you don't bring them home, meaning you don't date them. So then when people in her family started to date them, and even particularly Jada, because there was a point when Jada had a white boyfriend years ago, and Jada said that, Gammy never was nice to him, and uh, Gammy said pretty much that was what it was, but then Jada was like, but then when when her cousin married a white man, Gammy was uh, more accepting of him than she was of the white woman that married into the family, and Gammy started being like, oh, well, because he acted more black, which is really, really strange because she speaks about the trauma. She had already spoke about the trauma that she experienced from white males and their judgment of her and her race and then but then allowed herself to let her guard down with a white male because he seemed more black which let me just tell you is always such a negative thing for me I don't really like when people say that somebody is like more black because more black usually means that somebody seems or appears to act more hood, more um, ghetto. But then when people start to stereotype us as hood or ghetto, then we as a as a uh, race start to get upset because we don't want to have that stereotype. And that is a problem for me. So for her to say that this man seemed to be more black than the woman was was just ridiculous because if she would to start, if that white woman would have started to act more black, whatever that may mean for her, Gammy said it was swag. Um, because I don't, I don't know why that then swag makes you black, but a lot of us don't have no swag. And so if we don't have swag, am I not black? Am I, am I more white than black because I don't possess the swag? Like, I don't understand what that means. So, you know, somebody, if one of you all have a, if you have a definition of what it means to be, to act black, um, please send it to me at, uh, Hey, I'm just saying 21 at gmail.com. Cause I don't have no idea what that means really. And, um, you know, I'm ready to have a discussion. We could discuss that up on the page. I'm actually going to put that up. I'm going to put that question on up. Let me make me a note right fast to put up the question. What does it mean to act black? Because maybe somebody can help me out with that. Cause I'm not too familiar. Anyway, let's keep moving on. Um, Jada was saying that there's should be more familiarity between women so as not to have such so much space um, because of race so what she was saying was that white women should feel a little bit more connected to black people because white women have not been respected as you know from from white males either 
not that they have been on the same level, but that they should understand. They should have some kind of understanding. I mean, hell, you couldn't, white women couldn't vote either for a long time. Uh, they were not respected as women, as, I mean, as humans as all. They were just kind of like helpers to a, a white male. And so, and, and there are lots of, you know, um, setbacks for women in general. And so because women always have setbacks, why Jada felt like, why are white women not more understanding of the black, um, plight, I guess is the thing. So they went into this whole thing about prejudice is an emotional commitment to ignorance, which is very, very true. It's just that people decide that they don't want to know anything. They don't want to learn anything. And then they put their feelings all up in it. Like, um, and so, you know, there's this, this huge thing about change coming and, um, anytime change is happening, people are fearful and that's what was happening. Like when, civil rights was happening when the civil rights movement was going on it was a lot of white people who were afraid of um you know change happening it was a lot of white people who were everything was rolling the way that it, you know that they had it going and then here goes some people speaking up and saying that they feel like there's, they should have more. And the white people are like, well, we're, we're being used to giving you less. So now why then should we give you more? Why, why weren't you happy with what we've been giving you? And, um, you know, so it's always just about the change. And so because people are not very susceptible to change most times as a whole, that is why we get all of this, you know, emotional um, think, you know, emotional connection to the ignorance about other races because we just don't want to have to learn about anybody in general. Then we have this thing about from Gammy. Now, Gammy admits, and even after the show, even even once Jada posted um, seg a segment on her Instagram page, Gammy got on there and was saying how she feels a certain type of way against white women and particularly blonde haired white women. She, she expressed that she felt like, um, black women had been right, but I, look at me, black women had been brainwashed into believing black isn't beautiful and that, um, She just doesn't like that, you know, I guess she was talking about like hair and body type and all these things that when Gammy was younger, a lot of being black, you had to fight to prove that black was beautiful. Like everything, like there were movements is like my back, my black is beautiful was kind of like a movement back then. There weren't hashtags back then, but it was a movement and it was trying to convince the black man and woman that they are beautiful creatures and beings in this world and that they don't have to live up to some kind of white beauty and then turning around and now seeing a lot of white women uh, appropriating black beauty and then taking it, not even appropriating it, just taking it to be their own um, thing like they'll just read like they created it and so 
Gammy was talking about how she just doesn't like that. Although it was very, very strange, and Jada did admit because both Gammy and Jada was sitting up there with blonde hair on the TV. So to say that you're upset with white women because you fell for, um, because you fell for brainwashing uh, in this day and age, it's kind of a little bit. You have to take responsibility for yourself. Like you can't say that you don't like the white women brainwash you and then know that it's a brainwashing and then say, but I fell for the brainwashing because I like the look. Um, so I don't know. They started to say that they feel like white women don't feel like race is an issue. So then they called in the, one of the producers. Her name is Annie. And so Annie came in and she was saying that she's, as a white woman, is afraid that she will offend someone just if she just started to speak about race, like if she wanted to, as a white woman, initiate a conversation about race, she doesn't know what would be the appropriate way to initiate it because she doesn't want to offend anyone. And I know that black people feel like in theory that you go ahead and talk about it so we can get it on out there. But the first time anybody says anything that we have deemed to be wrong about talking about race, people going to come in and start snapping and jumping and people going to lose their jobs and all these kind of things. Now, I'm not speaking about anybody who has already lost their job and saying that some of these people should not lose their job. What I am saying, though, is that no, the same way that for me, and this is just me, you know, I'm just saying, um, I sometimes feel like the same way as when we see White people always saying this ain't the way to protest, this ain't the time to protest, and never really getting a definitive answer as to when and where we should protest, uh, except for the one where they want to say, where groups of white people want to say, protest where it's not inconvenient to me, which is what they really mean when they say this isn't the right time or the right place to uh, protests is what they're really saying is that the time that you're choosing is inconvenient to me. And so I wish, I wished for you to not have done it in an inconvenient to cause inconvenience to me. But I believe that in the same way that we experience that, we also as a race sometimes give other races, especially white people, because that's generally who we are uh, up against. Um, a feeling of discomfort in knowing when and where they are allowed to start conversations. Because if I am just cause we going off of my Beyonce, if I'm Becky um, with the blonde hair and I work at the office and I want to try to be friends with Tamika at the office, but I want to, you know, not be superficial about it and just say, you know, like if I want to know how do I, as a white woman, how do I sympathize with you and how do I get you to have conversation with me so that I can get to know and understand some things? The first time that they open their mouth and word something, will they be attacked for asking a question? Because we already know that not, I, and I understand, I'm not, I'm just asking questions too. Please don't jump on me. Please don't, because I don't really want to do this with you. But I'm asking questions so that there can be some answers. 
And I'm just asking based off of what good old Annie the producer says. So let's all chill out right quick, okay? Okay, so what can they do? What if, if you have a suggestion, again, throw it out, throw it out there at me at hey, I'm just saying dot com. Oh, 21 at gmail.com. I'm sorry. And or hit it, hit me up on the Facebook page. We can go hit on and talk about it. We can also you can also at me um, at um, I, um, IJS podcast on Twitter. And we can have the conversation there as well about, you know, what what are some conversation starters that would be appropriate for white people, especially white women, to speak to and learn from their fellow, um, you know, world partners or whatever we want to call ourselves, the black people that they may be around. What would they be? Also, I think Becky said, Becky, (laughs) Annie said something else that I thought was um, kind of a good question. And and I know that me being a white, I'm not white either. I don't know what I'm talking about, do I? Me being a black woman, I understand it from my side. I'm just giving you the question that she is asking, okay? Annie, not Danny. Okay, so Annie also said that there are lots of that she understands that white privilege is a thing. She said that there are some times when she does not understand in the moment when her white privilege is being utilized and that she wishes that there would be a white a black person who could say, now see that right there is your white privilege. And it is because, because she said there's sometimes when she doesn't understand that she understands that there is white privilege and she agrees that there is white privilege, but she doesn't fully understand what the white privilege entails. Okay. There are people who, if you're white, You've always received these things and some people don't think that, don't know what all of the privileges are. People may know what some privileges are. They may know what a few privileges are, but not understand the depths of what, what it looks like when we say people are receiving white, white privilege and us watching people be privileged and um, never getting those same things and so I think that she said that now I know there's gonna be a lot of y'all being like oh come on she knows she gotta know and then we could go back to you know racism being what did what did she say uh racism being an emotional commitment to ignorance maybe we can go back to that but I'm just I'm just giving you the questions that Annie was saying uh Annie also said this which I would agree that she says that because she she doesn't understand the feeling of racism 
And so then that means that she doesn't know what she should do about it. So that I would agree. You got to agree that if you're a white person, you don't know what it feels like to be in situations where racism is showing its raggedy self up in. If you are someone who is not trying to be a racist, you don't know what it feel what it feels like to have the the racism be projected towards you. So then what if if you are a white person and you have heard a friend or a coworker or a family member express that there was a racist situation going on, what should that white person do? What can they do for you as a sympathizer to situations? What can they do? And so then she said something else that's true, that we don't go out of our way to include each other. And that goes both ways. Um, You know, the schools have been segregated for a long time, but most of the schools, when you go into the schools, they are very segregated inside. Yes, we all can inhabit the same space, but we are not blending. And, you know, so it's not a lot of, even though people would like to in, in their road with their rose colored glasses on, believe that the world, the schools are just walking around and it's just groups of white and black kids just fall la 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 and all around the, the school. And it's not true. You go, there are groups of white kids and there are groups of black kids. And then there are groups of Asian children. And then there are groups of, you know, other children um, who may be like, you know, some what people would call like the outcasts or the, you know, others. And then, you know, how how then all of those then break up even more like the cheerleaders and the ball players and the artistic kids and the, all of that. There's that is still all broken up into races. And so to just think that people just go out of their way to include each other. People do not go out of their way. They do not go out of their way at work to include each other. We look around like, hmm, look at that white girl over there. Hmm, look at that black girl over there. That's true. And don't act like you ain't been at your job knowing that you did not include the white girl in going to lunch with you. Or knowing that you did not ask the black girl if she wanted to participate in something that was, a, you know, a going to the bar or something. And I'm not saying everybody ain't doing it. I'm just saying that in general. We do know that this happens. Um, and so Gamby was saying that the truth about her is, is that she can't get past the racial history to, so that then makes her uninterested in trying to get to know white women on a personal level today. And we, that. Because of the time when Gammy grew up, I could understand that being a thing. It's a hurdle. It's a very big hurdle for her. And so then she went into this thing about, you know, white women and being upset with white women because they date black men, like they're taking the black men. And then Jada posed a very good question and said that if if there is a black man and he is choosing to date a white woman, why is it the white woman's fault that he chose to date her? 
This is very interesting because the other day I was listening to a podcast myself. That's right. I don't just make, but I do participate. And I listened to, uh, I listened to another podcast. And on that podcast, it was um, producer, rapper, producer. Um, I don't know what else he does, but um, Swizz Beats. If you guys want to look that up, um, it was on Drink Champs. Um, and so Swizz Beats was the guest and he was talking about, he's the guy who is married to Alicia Keys for anybody who is not familiar. And if you are familiar, there was a, um, conversation with the two of them. There was a situation with the two of them where, um, Alicia Keys took a lot of heat for dating Swizz when I guess he was, uh, married or he was with his longtime girlfriend and baby mama for a long time. And then he was ended up marrying Alicia and there was a lot of stuff going on about Alicia back then. But one of the things that Swiss said was that he felt like Alicia took a lot of flack for dating him and he did not get as much flack for being the married man or the take the, the uh, man in the relationship and him leaving the relationship that he was in to date her. Because he said he is not a possession. He cannot be taken. And so I was like, I like that hearing a grown man say that. And so it just brought me back to this whole statement about, um, you know, Gammy feeling like white women need to be blamed because they keep taking our black men. They keep taking our black men. But what are they supposed to do? So if I if, if there's a black man who who sees white women that he wants to date and and approaches a white woman who is available, that white woman is supposed to just throw him back to the blacks. Like, what is she supposed to do? And I think that we do get I I have come across a number of black women who have been very upset with white women because they are taking what they say is white women are taking all of our good black men. And he, I believe that if the man is a, is attracted to a white woman, I don't know what you are going to do to make him be more attracted to you. So are they taking them? No. Are they going? Maybe. Uh, did they, <laughs> I don't know what, what that means though. So, and, and, and it's so very interesting to me because there has been a time and not too long ago when it was illegal for white people to date black people and black people were very upset that, um, a white person would reject and disown a family member because they dated a black person. But if they actually do date them, then the black people get upset anyway. So we don't want people to be prejudiced against us for something. And then we get upset because that thing happens. And I think that that is just sometimes people wanting to be mad for the sake of being upset. And so then Jada said that black women always have to defend themselves. And I was kind of like, I do believe that there are a lot of times when we do, we are always defending. We do feel like we're always defending ourselves and we never get to come up off of the defense of anything, which is not dope. So then she brought in uh, Jane Elliott and Jane Elliott is that, 
little short white woman with the uh, blonde hair, with the short haircut and the glasses. And she'd be a little bit stern with white people about, you know, their prejudices against them. If you have not, if you're not very familiar with her, you may be familiar with the white woman who did the studies back in the day with the elementary school kids where they had the brown and blue eyed kids. And she separated the class by brown eyed kids and blue eyed kids to teach them what um, prejudice feels like. And then there is also a clip on all of the social medias that has been going around for a number of years where Jane also did an experiment with adult white people. And um, she did a thing where she was saying, if you as a white person would trade yourself to live as a black person and have all the experiences as a black person, you give up all of your whiteness to have all the blackness, please stand up. And then nobody stood up. And then Jane says, oh, okay, so then you guys are familiar with the fact that black people are not getting a fair shake or you would trade in a minute to be like, oh, it's all the same. So if you believe that it's all the same, I don't understand. I mean, if you understand that it's not all the same, I don't understand why you are doing nothing about it. Those clips you can find on YouTube if you just um, YouTube Jane Elliott or Google Jane Elliott, some things will come up. Um, Jane said that white people just won't learn, that they just refuse to learn differences because they have been indoctrinated by the schools in this country to believe that, you know, they are a superior race and... um, you know, so that's what happens. And so she was saying that, you know, schools won't teach anything else because because they can't afford to teach anything else. Um, some of the views that Jane has, I do agree with. And then there are other things that Jane says that sometimes I just um, I don't I think that they're unrealistic. In this country, and the way that this country operates, not that any other countries are far better about race than we are, but um, in this country, like, for example, she said color groups need to stop playing defense and start playing offense, but you can't stop playing defense until people stop attacking. And so I, you know, when, when, when people are switching from defense to offense and listen, I don't know a lot about sports, but I do know this, that in football, if you are the defense and then there's an offense, you're switching like the, the def the offense then now knows that they have to become the defensive team and, you know, be on the defense and the defense knows now they get to be off. Offense, so you have to have an agreement of switching sides, or we just really button heads. And so, I didn't agree with her because then to stop playing defense and start playing offense without an agreement of the other side that they are going to give up their offensive um, position, then there has to become some kind of a struggle. And we've seen what that was when it was. You know, the civil rights, which didn't work too well um, for it worked. It did work for the time, but not for the long haul. And because everything progresses, we needed our civil rights 
um, needs needed to progress as well, but we also need people to step up. And I think that what, what, for me, one of the things is that people saw how deadly and dangerous it was for the civil rights leaders of the past. And with the fact that social media is now a thing where people will look up every horrible, try to find every horrible thing to make you not be credible as a leader, people don't step up in the way that they used to. Also, you know, and this is sad, but true for me, from from my perspective, is that people aren't willing to follow people like they were back in the day. Um, There's so many other things you get to have. And because we have some rights and certain rights and um, because we uh, also have chosen ourselves to live in some ignorance as a as a as a group um people don't feel like there's a need to follow anybody because it's it's pretty much all right like you know if if you're somebody who subscribes to like well look at all of these entertainers and all these actors and stuff making money then you know we're doing pretty good which is not true because those people too are you know, suffering from racism and and suffering from some horrible things. I mean, we've seen the things that happened with LeBron James, with LeBron's um, house being tagged with some racial slurs. And I mean, he makes a lot of money. And, uh, you know, there have been, um, there have been some situations, Oprah, going across seas and not being able to get into a store. And that was years ago, not being able to get into a store. Uh, yeah, I think that was like late nineties or something when she couldn't get into a store and she was like the Oprah Winfrey and nobody caring because she was a black woman. It, it, it just, uh, and, and of course, because I want to tell people things you don't, I don't have, um, many instances of celebrities speaking out about racism, but I do know that there are lots of celebrities who do say that there are racist situations going on. And then of course we still have all the racist situations and the police brutality and all those things. So trying to just say that we can just stop playing defense for me, I don't think so. I don't think we can just stop. I think that we need an understanding that um, people need to be stop being on the offense so much and coming after people just because of their race so that people don't have to keep feeling like they're being attacked and defending themselves because of their race. And we don't have that happening anymore. So I think I just wanted to touch back really quick on... Um, you know, like the schools and the schools not being able to afford to um, change the indoctrination of, you know, being able to change the fact that, you know, the white people are superior and especially the white men. And I understand what she means about they can't afford it because it's like all of the school books and all of the lessons and all of the holidays in the country are all based off of this um, white supremacy or maybe I don't want to use supremacy, but like, you know, superiority of white people, you know, because we do, we get taught 
these a lot of what is lies about um, conquest and great leaders and um, all those kind of things. So when we're getting when we're getting taught all of those things and in schools, then the schools would have to change all of that. They'd have to change the way that the like I said, they'd have to change all of the textbooks and then they'd have to take change all of the testing and all of the, you know, uh, statewide testing and the SATs and all those type of things. And then they'd also have to take change the way that teachers are taught in the universities and colleges and that stuff. And so the country really just can't afford to change it. We as people have to, um, do our own work. And that's where some of the problem is too, because people, it's more fun and more easy to look for ratchet and, and, uh, gossip and celebrity fun on all, on all fronts, not just, you know, not just one race, but all races. It's more fun to look for, you know, all those things and have to spend hours upon hours upon hours researching our own thing. And because of the internet, sometimes you don't know what is true even still. So, um, you know, Jane said that schools are not about free thought, and that is the truth. Um, anybody who is a teacher, I'm so sorry, but you know, going into the schools that it's a lot of um, memorization and um, thinking, not not as much free thinking. People tend to say that you can, like, you know, do all of your free thinking when you get to college, but what happens to those children who are not college bound and um, so therefore are not free thinking in the same way. And also, um, if you are not a child of color and all of the teachings are teaching you that your race is better and your race has accomplished so many things and that other races have barely accomplished anything, which is what the schools t- tend to teach then why would you decide then that you need to look up anything else? I mean, you've already told me that I'm great. So why would I look for, why would I then start to look for anything that would teach me that I am not great and my people are not great and that why would, why would I do that if everything is set up to teach me that I am? So that would then lead me back to how do if I am a white person who is deciding that, hey, I've been hearing some things, some things don't line up to me for me, like, you know, Christopher Columbus and Columbus being here. And I keep hearing about indigenous people and people being here already. And, you know, Columbus not actually showing up in America and all of those things. How do I have conversations with other black, with black people and other and brown people and, you know, and Asian people and, and start to tell them like, hey, I researched this thing and what do you feel about it without getting the attitude, you know, sent their way. I don't know how they would, how would you do that? So, you know, again, if you have any ideas or anything, let's talk about it. Let's get the conversations going. I I know a couple of you are feeling a kind of way right now. So (laughs) because race is a very, very touchy situation. So, you know, let's all just take a moment and breathe because we are okay. And this is a safe place and no one is attacking you. And if you are a white male or or um, female or man or woman, because I don't want to offend anybody, um, here you are welcome. 
Uh, sometimes we do have some questions for you and feel free to answer them at any time. Also, if you are a person of color and you are listening to this, feel free to respond at any time. This is a safe place for you as well. And I, we are here for a discussion. Okay. So, um, I want to touch on this also. I wanted to touch on this thing about black women being uh, brainwashed into believing that white beauty is the standard. And um, I think, too, we need to understand that that even the white beauty standard changes because there used to be a time when like Marilyn Monroe was the standard of beauty and she was a curvy woman and everybody wanted that curvy woman with the hips and the, you know, the small waist and the Barbie doll look, which now it seems like black women are the women who want the black, the Barbie doll look. Um, you know, I don't think that white white women wanted to have that kind of hippie thing. They didn't want to have the the booty. And now all the black women want to have the booty. And, you know, and I ain't saying the black women because there's some white women now who trying to, you know, get the booty too. And they getting the in- injections. Everybody could get the Brazilian butt lift and everybody's going around getting that too. But do you believe that black women are brainwashed into believing the white beauty standard and then acting it out in ways that they don't believe they are like for example I have just admitted earlier in this in this um even in this podcast that my hair is blonde right now that it's not a dye blonde but it is a bleached blonde which means I pretty much just bleached the color out of my hair and so because of that do you believe that you know, even I have subscribed to a white standard of beauty because wanting blonde hair or what some people will say is um, women who want to have long weave uh, in their hair or even, you know, getting relaxers on their hair, they believe is all about fitting into a white beauty standard. Now, I know that for me, I do uh, I do feel like as far as corporate world goes, that there is always still a white beauty standard as far as dress code goes, as far as hair is concerned, because um, there have been a lot of, and even in the schools, um, there have been some school incidences that have been, noted on the internet because you know I'm out there in the internet streets where people are talking about how um you know the children who have braids locks bees um uh their natural really wearing their natural hair out have been suspended kicked out of school rejected from school um let go of positions not promoted and all of those things for what um the non-black community would um categorize hair as looking unkept there have been um incidences where children weren't allowed to walk and receive their diplomas there have been incidences where um People were given jobs and then those jobs were pulled back because of um, hair. And it would be like, you know, somebody's hair is braided or somebody has 
locks or somebody has a natural style that is a little, you know, more of a um, fuller hairstyle instead of the typical, uh, and maybe this is me being giving a stereotype, but the typical, you know, straighter, um, finer uh, Caucasian hair. So, you know, do we believe that we we will do those things and not go natural because we are subscribing to the white standard of beauty or has that evolved into just experimenting with hair and the possibilities of hair? Because it's acceptable to dye your hair blonde, but it's not acceptable to dye your hair blue. But if we're just experimenting with color and not going with blonde because we think blonde is beautiful, then why is blonde good and blue is not good? Uh, you know, just for example, and I'm not saying that blonde is not beautiful or that it's a white standard. I'm just giving, I'm just offering questions so that we have some conversations because I'm going to be, again, popping out questions on my social meds to see what kind of conversations we could get going. So again, don't forget, I am going to be popping out those questions. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook page should be popping all week because I'm going to have some things to say. Don't forget, you know, if you are following me on social media, you know, my Instagram is posting up a lot of positive stuff and, um, you know, my daily just sayings or sometimes every other day, because sometimes, um, some of the, the sayings need to sit with y'all for more than a day. And <laughs> clearly, cause you guys still, you know, people are still liking them and thank you. And shout out to all of you people who are doing so subscribe on those and follow as well. We like, I like to see you guys and I like to see the conversations that are being had and the comments and everything that are being had over there. Uh, don't forget, you know, I'm here every week and the, the YouTube channel is me, Danny, I T S M E E D A N I. I'm sorry. I T S M E E D A N N I, um, is up and running. There are some things going up. There will be a conversation, I believe on, uh, um, YouTube about, Something about this topic, I'm probably going to have a uh, good old Tehran on again. And so you guys will get to have a see a conversation between us again. And hopefully Tehran will have seen the whole episode this time and have a conversation to um, to give me. And next week. We're going to have. Uh, next week is Thanksgiving, so I don't know when we're going to talk about on Monday, but, you know, um, that should be, it's, I will be looking forward to Thanksgiving. Shout out to all of my veterans because Veterans Day, and um, so shout out to all of you who have served and are serving. Thank you for all that you do and all that you are willing to give for um, the freedoms of this country and sometimes even the freedoms and rights for others. <sighs> Don't forget, I'm going to be posting all of the um, contact information on my social medias and whatnot in the subscription box. Subscribe, share, rate and review. Come on now, do your little bit of the work I need you to do on here. And don't forget this conversations. Let's get this conversation started on the social medias. 
with all that being said, guys, remember, you don't have to take anything I say as fact. After all, I'm just saying.